They listen to this, so. <laughs> There's no Facebook updates. Oh. I'm going to have to edit the shit out of that. I'm going to just do blank spots. I'm going to leave the rest. Yeah, of course. To the IRS listening. No. Uh, oh, yeah. fucking hell. No, it's been a week. <laughs> yeah. Between work issues and the chaos. In uh, Portland. And so it was a lot of, like, indie artists, and uh, I always, for, I'm forgetting the word, taxidermy. Taxidermy. A lot of, uh, yeah, a lot of taxidermy, um, wet taxidermy. They had a lot of cool, like, smaller ones that they'd, like, used uh, chemical dye on the bones and stuff like that. So oh, they wow. actually had cool cult, like, you put a light on them, and they, oh, like, they're fucking rad. That sounds, that sounds Those like were it was a lot of fun. Those were expensive shit. I wanted to go, but I got uh, stuck working because I'm a chump. Yeah. I'm a chump and I like money. Yeah. But I mean, <laughs> and it wasn't that really, it wasn't uh, super packed, but it definitely was one of those events where it got all the goths out of their house. And uh, I was noticing a distinct, because I don't live too far away from it. Yeah, uh, you, yeah. You know, like, I was noticing, I, went, I, I, I smell emo around they were, here. They are finally out of their... Out of the caves. I smell. I smell the the fresh smell of sunscreen and crispified flesh. The the emos must be out. <laughs> right. Yeah, but that was cool. And then, uh, as a throwback to our musical episode, saw Evil Dead the musical. And you remember we were talking about how musicals are inherently sexy. Yeah. They take set like it's a hundred percent about sex. <laughs> so the first scene, everybody walked out nude, and that was a little bit weird. But... Well, it started with a Rocky Horror Picture intro. God. Because you have to Rocky Horror Picture everything in Portland. Yeah. It's kind of like... It's yeah. kind of just like the default de facto thing that happens. Yeah. And it... The Evil Dead is kind of like an interactive thing. I was actually going to ask for our Halloween episode, and this may end up being a tease or not, so don't hold us to it. I was thinking that maybe we could do, because it's been ages since I've actually seen Rocky Horror, mm-hmm. I was figuring we might be able to, since... Since it would just be me, Kendra, and you, we could all do Rocky Horror, like, one of the weekends. And just, like, like, yeah, like, run around and do our thoughts on it and shit. Okay. Because, like, I haven't seen it in ages. I've seen it so many damn times. Because I was friends with the drama kids and the musical Ah, kids. Ah, yes. Well, it's been years since I've gotten to actually do Rocky Horror. Well, yeah, and you weren't living in Portland either for quite a while, so... Guess what's every year in Portland and yeah. Rocky Horror. No one shuts up about it. I will work on the not rocking back and forth and uh, you know. Well, no, it was the getting up and walking five feet away to the yeah. other side of the room. Yeah, I'm a very hands and movement yeah. oriented person. Now that I have most of my stuff kind yeah. of in place, I'm Once all you, like, now you have somewhere to sit. You're like anchored. Yeah, I'm all like, this is where my butt sits. My butt lives here now. Yeah. For yeah. anyone who seems direly interested, because I have had a couple of people who listen, listen utterly curious, the shirt status for today is I am wearing one. A little bit later, we got some tarot stuff. My wife apparently uh, has a lot of uh, good sexual references to tarot to you know to, 
to do about tarot that she would if assuming she's okay with it i'm guessing she is yeah <laughs> this isn't one of those situations where i kind of went hey you're gonna you know that was kind of like hey we're planning on doing a tarot thing would you like to be a part of it it wasn't mm-hmm. like <laughs> yo get on the podcast no i'm sure she's probably excited too oh yeah well to a point she works yeah. doing it every day so, yeah i mean it's it's one of those things where it's like, eh. And I did actually buy a pretty awesome tarot deck at that show. Did you bring it with you? No. Because you never never buy yourself a deck. Yeah. So I gave it to the person I went to the Aww. con with. So. Nice. What was the deck, if you don't mind me asking? And she'll probably I didn't take a picture. Um, the Animus... Ah, I like, think they were also at Comic-Con, because there were a lot of tarot readers at Comic-Con, and I think I saw them. I just didn't I didn't have the money to grab the deck. Yeah, it's... Was it like 80 bucks? No, it was only like 40. Oh, man. She was but amazing. yeah, it was like gold foil around, like, around. Yeah. Oh, yeah, nice. it was the same lady. Yeah. Man, she was running a special for the... <laughs> I've been playing a lot of Metroid Dread. I guess we can talk about that for a little yeah. bit. Metroid you, Dread is... You're selling me on getting a, it's Wii, brutal. a Switch, I mean, yeah. Like, it's brutal. Is very brutal. Like, before you go, if you want to play, like, five minutes of it, I guarantee you're going to die at least once. Oh, probably. Because the first thing they basically... Like, every Metroid game starts out the same, and you're like, hey, you know, it's Samus. Cool, I'm going to a planet, and I'm going to do things, and I'm going to lose all my powers. You just know you're going to lose all your powers. The twist with it is, is, like, the fourth room you walk into, this giant robot comes out and is all like, hey, buddy. Bonk. And just kills you almost yeah. instantly. And you're all like... Huh. Oh, that's it. The Anima Mundi. Yep, that's the one that I was looking at at Comic-Con, and yep. I couldn't pick it up. They're freaking gorgeous. Yeah. I got the Switch OLED over the week, kind of on accident, so I've been playing No More Heroes and uh, Metroid Oh, the Red. new one? No, I have... It, no More Heroes is I, a series I never got into. Oh, I love it was the original. Always, it was always on the Wii, and yeah. I Hated the control scheme on the Wii. As someone with an essential tremor, motion oh, control yeah. sucked. Especially with the sword. Motion control sucked. I played it yeah. once, and then I was all like, if they ever release this where the motion controls aren't a requirement, I would love it. Yeah. But most games on the Wii, I was awful at. Yeah. No, so, the Wii, I know they put way too much money into that shit. But yeah, they got like... Metroid's coming out. They just redid Zelda um, Twilight Princess. Mm. And that is... At least it's the GameCube version they ported, which there is a difference between the Wii and the GameCube yeah. version, oh, which completely. is they mirrored the map. Yep. Because I and I have to agree with a couple of YouTubers where they're all like, Nintendo, we're gonna come up with a solution to a problem, which is Link has always been left handed. The predominant user base of the Wii is right handed. What are we gonna do? Oh, we can asset flip it. No, we're gonna flip the whole map. Yeah. We just mirror the game. Okay, Nintendo. Yep. Well, because isn't being... I thought being left-handed in that culture was, like, a bad thing. Like, you're not... not and I think until, like, they discovered baseball, then they are like, yeah, lefty's good. <laughs> a lot of that seems to happen with, with things like that. Where they'd be like, this is evil, but things happen better that way. <laughs> oh, then it's good. It's yeah. cool. No, we're good. We're good. Man, yeah. we got a crap load to talk about today. Yeah, the masquerade ball. That was a fun one. The, the only thing that I am going to say is, and we'll get into the episode here in a minute, my knowledge of Masquerade Balls begins and ends with uh, with Stanley Kubrick's terrible movie, 
eyes wide shut. <laughs> yeah, and that's not even masquerade ball, really. That's, yeah, just, that's just orgy with Renaissance faces. I was gonna masks. say, yeah, it's yeah. like eh. I have I have always known of it. I've just never partaken. Yeah. Well, yeah, we're gonna discuss masquerade balls and key parties, and I'm excited. Key parties, I'm sort of familiar with. Yeah, and I want to get your your I want to get your take on it because you might have something to say. But oh yeah, I will. Have everything I researched swing. about it. Oh no, I'm doing. I'm focusing just on the existence of key parties. Not okay, swinging, yeah, I got words. Not swinging, I think, but the idea of putting keys in a bowl. You might need to edit in the uh, the more you know. Before mm-hmm. I start talking on that one, I'm sure we're probably going to be on the same page with that one. Yeah. But, anyways, well, I guess we can uh, at some point actually start the. Yeah. Thank you for uh, listening to us ramble about random things for five minutes. I don't. Oh, we're up to ten. Oh well, man, we got the... ten out of that one. Cool. After the editing, well, yeah. After, after the, the editing, editing, it might go down a little bit. <laughs> Unless you want to talk about how shitty Halloween Kills is. No, I'm I'm good. Yeah, I think it's uh, the, shitty is enough. I was gonna say Halloween Kills. Don't go see it. Zero out of ten. Yeah. I, I don't even dignify that with a review. Yeah, it's even, one of those movies where I watched it and I was like, I'm not even gonna dignify this with by talking about it on the pod. Like it, it's that bad. Yeah, and here I am talking really about it. On the really hurt is it's really not that good. It's brutally bad. Like it's one of those why, why did you do? This wasn't needed. It wasn't necessary. Mm-hmm. No time to die was okay. Yeah, uh, that's they, Scott Rami Malek or whatever his name is. He okay. I have seen him yet, but I do like him as an actor, and he was funny as shit the other night on Saturday Night Live. I will point out one thing: if what you're going to go see No Time to Die for is Rami Malek, yeah, no, I like Bond, and I I want to see how they why everyone's out of complaining. All four of the Bond movies, have you seen it now? Out of all four of the Craigs. God, that sounds terrible. The Craig movies. The Craig. Yeah, damn it, Craig. For the for those of you in the listener base who listen to the channel Dank Pods, it's the Craig. You gotta you gotta watch. There's a guy who tears apart. That's over my head. It's an over. It, it it's a deep reference to the internet. Um, but all four of the Craig movies, he's Rami Malek is the weakest of the villains. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, because he was kind of. It's clear in the writing that they only wrote the character for Rami Malek because Rami Malek wanted to be in a Bond movie. Mm-hmm. And well, and the Craig movies don't really have good villains to begin with. Like I argue that. I don't know. I mean, nothing tops Goldeneye as far as villains go. Yeah, I argue that only because... Yeah, sorry. Only because Spectre. Mm, where there was an Christoph Waltz. Villain. Christoph Waltz. Well, there's a difference between the actual character and acting. The character, Blofeld, isn't bad. But Christoph Waltz took an alright character to a decent level. Yeah. Well, that's, what, that's then, kind of their job. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's their job. It's their job. They have Jorb. Their Jorb is to do that. But mm-hmm. uh, overall, the only real surprise out of it, and this is, you can feel free to edit the spoiler out, is the ending. Where it's very stereotypical yeah, Bond movie ending, where it's all like, "Oh God, he has thirty seconds to get out of here and save it, you know, save us from a missile." And he doesn't. Then the missile complete. It's not the fact that it's you're sitting there enough, and they give you enough of a pause that you're sitting there going, "Oh, how is he going to get out of this one?" Oh, mm-hmm. because like he admits he's all like, "I'm not getting out of this one," and you're like, "Oh, it's going to be the Dark Knight Rises all over again. Mm-hmm. He's going to be sitting on a beach somewhere at the end." 
oh, you just turned him into, into tomato yeah. paste with a missile because they don't even hide away from it. They show the missile, like, going through him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, oh. Yeah, they're going to do, like, Son of Bond or something weird. Like no, that. that is the chief complaint I have with it. If you sit through the credits, like every good Bond movie viewer we know, you sit through the credits, it says James Bond will return. No, I mean, because that's They're rebooting be, it. Well, the whole idea, it's kind of like Mad Max. They're not, like, story-driven. story, story driven. That could be the final Bond. And then the others are just no, they're take gonna, place between they're gonna them do, all. Um, the feeling I get is they're going to do what they did with Daniel Craig's start. They're counting everything from the 60s up through Brosnan is one Bond. Craig is one Bond, and then they're rebooting it again. No, because Craig... Is, wasn't the first one Craig becoming 007? So that mm-hmm. would make that the first Bond. There's no Bond film before that where he becomes 007. He's always been 007. It's a remake of an old one. Which one? The TV movie Casino Royale. Oh, well, that was... That still movie. canonically counts. We're so not it's gonna, a remake, though. It is a remake. So same thing. Still technically the first Bond, but the feeling that everyone gets from it is they're not going to kill the cash cow of James Bond. They're just going to reboot it again. I doubt they'll do a full, clean reboot. They'll just yeah. do like they did with Mad Max. They'll just be a story within the large canon of stories. Yeah, okay. Because then you don't need to reboot it. They can just have a Bond story. People know the character. People know how it goes. They don't need to, like, reboot. They can just make a story. That's a fair point. Not to mention people pay for fanfics. No one gives a shit about a reboot or an origin story. How many times do I have to watch fucking Batman's parents die? I don't give a shit, Rich. People got shot going to That's a That's what I'm excited for in the Batman. It's year two Batman, so we don't have to fucking watch his parents die again. Yeah. But, I mean, give me some fucking, like, new Batman. Give me Batman Beyond. We now have this... We have fucking computer animation to make a really good Batman Beyond futuristic Batman. Have you, did you watch... Because I know you watched some of DC FanFest. Did you see the uh, footage of Flash... Yeah, where it's got the two flashes, right? The second flash is reverse flash. The one where he's spray painting the suit yellow. Yeah, yeah. There's it's two re- of them there, but one of them is reverse flash. Mm-hmm. Um, but the very end of it, the casting they have for it is Michael Keaton's coming back as 80s Batman. Because they're going to be doing... It's the same fucking thing they do with every Flash movie. Mm-hmm. Which is, we need to do the biggest story Flash has ever had, which is Flashpoint. Yeah, everything's got to be some weird time paradox. Uh, it's it's got to be Flashpoint, because it's the only story that realistically was any good from the Flash, Flash run. sucks, yeah. The Flash comic was, it's like, if they came out and announced they were doing a movie of the Blue Beetle, I would be really confused, just like when they were like, we're going to do a TV show of well, the Flash. Well, they added Blue Beetle to Injustice in the video game. Like, no one asked for Blue Beetle. Yeah. <laughs> Like, yeah, there's, uh, like, other things. It's like, God, who's that dude from the future who's, like, the guy from Mystery Men that only wears all, like, the, you know, like, Booster Gold. That's uh, who it is. They're do- they are going to be eventually, they announced it a while ago, but I don't know if COVID messed it up. They're doing, like, <coughs> a standalone of Booster Gold, mm-hmm. and I, for one, am all for that, but I don't stunt anybody else for going, but Why? Aren't they doing something with, uh, <coughs> what's his name, Captain Cold? Something cold? Kinda. Yeah. I don't I, know It's if just they, like all these characters no one gives a shit about. The only reason they even give a shit about Captain Cold is because of the guy who played him in Flash. Yeah. Which is one of the prison break twins. I don't remember their names for the life and, of And, uh, yeah, just some of the random character choices DC goes with. 
It's just like, why? Like, you can do a decent Superman movie if you actually tried. You yeah. can do a decent Batman movie if you actually tried. You've attempted to do a good Wonder Woman movie, and it was all right. The Suicide Squad was fantastic, and that was only because you gave James Gunn complete creative control to fuck with the canon. Yeah. And, like, how do you make, like, how do you make Fate cool? Like, that character. I've, like, cool, he's Egyptian or whatever? Dr. Cardon? Fate? Yeah. Cardan? Dr. Fate. There's a, a God. That's you, the did you watch the J- JSA, right? He's going to be, yeah. Did you see who's playing him? Mm, I, yes, and he's wearing a uh, motion, a suit, the whole, like, when they were, everything they showed in filming, everything that's been released is he wears motion capture suit the entire filming. So you hire Pierce Brosnan. Mm-hmm. And you shove him into into the Mark Ruffalo the entire time. Mm-hmm. Oh God, that's gonna be awful. It's just gonna be his voice. It's gonna be like the only thing recognizable, probably. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, we should actually get started with you know some kink stuff. Yeah. DC and Marvel still suck. <laughs> <laughs> Yum, 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 yum,